Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. Well, we're in week two of a series that we titled Biblical Keys for Financial Breakthrough. And you know, keys unlock things. I have I have one key to one of my cars, and my other cars, we have two keys. And I remember the worst feeling is if you lock the one key that you have in the car. <laughs> you got to call the locksmith, and they're like, do you have a second set of keys? And it's like, brother, I would not have called you if I had a second set of keys. No, I don't. That's why you're here. You know, Keys unlock things. And the goal is that through this, we're taking a look through through the lens of the Bible as to what are some keys that God has for us to unlock. And you cannot help but look at the landscape of the world and see that those who apply the principles of God's word to their lives and to their finances, they lived blessed. And you t- even, even now, you can go and do a search for the Forbes 400 of the top income, the wealthiest people in the nation. And even though the Jewish people only represent 2% of the entire population, on the Forbes 400, they're, they have 100 listed. So out of the Forbes 100, 25% of them are Jewish, yet Jewish people only represent 2% of the population. I mean, that's an astounding uh, accomplishment. And really, it's not so much what they've done, they've stewarded well, but it's a blessing of God that they've applied to their lives. Blessings come when we receive in faith and we obey. If you want to unlock miracles in any area of your life, you read the word of God, you receive it in faith, then you apply that word and you obey. It's simple. So here at Authentic Church, uh, we, we believe in that. We hear the word of God and we obey. So I want to let you know right now, if you're new to this house, we're going to be talking about finances today, but I want you to rest at ease. I'm not taking any sort of offering, okay? At Authentic Church, we only do three offerings a year. We do one at the first of the year, and our first offering goes to Israel. The second offering we do is at our anniversary service in September, and that is a thank offering for all God has done this year. And then in December, we do a legacy offering for all that we are stretching, reaching to. And uh, so there's not going to be any offerings today. I just want to provide some tools for you, resources to equip you with the word of God so that you can see increase in blessing in your life. Psalms 24 verse 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and all its people belong to him. God created the world. As the creator, he has what's called creation rights. In other words, he says, it's mine. He's saying in Psalms here, he's saying, you think it's yours, it's actually mine. Everything in the world is God's. And when you catch that revelation, it'll change the way you view money. It'll change the way that you view your job. It'll change the way you view your kids. It'll change the way that you view your spouse or future spouse. When you see that everything and everyone belongs to God, it just shifts your perspective. God has one reality, but he has two realms. One reality, two realms. What do I mean by that? There's the seam realm where right now you see me. And then there's a spiritual realm that we do not see. 
There, there, there's the seen realm that we can understand, that we can touch, that we can taste, but there's an unseen realm and things that are happening. And even the evil that's happening today and what's happened in Israel, there's an unseen realm that is provoking things in the seen realm. The seen realm is just some pawns in the hands of the evil one, the devil. And so when you understand that God, God has these two realms, the unseen and the seen, then you can embrace the fact and remember that you are a spiritual being having a human experience in this life, not a human being coming to church and having a spiritual experience. Does that make sense? You're a spiritual being having a human experience, not a human being having a spiritual experience experience. And so when you look at the you look at the economy of God, if you know that God created everything, if you look at the economy God, then you can see that there's economy on the earth that we operate in day to day, but there's also an economy of heaven. There's things that God does behind the scenes supernaturally that you just can't make sense of. God, God I've heard it said God has crazy math. Like we think in addition and subtraction, God thinks in multiplication. In, in God's world, you, you, two plus two could equal 400. In our world, two plus two equals four. But God can breathe his super on the natural when it's submitted to him. So you receive in faith what God tells you to do and you simply obey. So my assignment today is to equip us with the word of God and access the economy of heaven. How many people would want to access the economy of heaven and see blessings in their life, right? I know I would. Turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to take a look at the words of Jesus. This is, as you're turning there, this is a Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is teaching this, this way of life that reiterated things that were important in the kingdom of God, the ways of the kingdom, what to do, what not to do, how to live, how not to live. And through this teaching, he shares on finances. And he, he, he makes this point. We're going to jump down. If you're with me, we're jumping down. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. If you're there, say amen. All right. And if you do not have a Bible today, we have a big Bible up on the screens here. All right, Matthew chapter 6. These are the words of Jesus. He says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust are going to destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus makes this distinction that wherever you put your money, your heart's going to be there. If you put your money into a boat, guess what? You're going to start to love boating. And at some point, you're, I mean, having been a, a boat guy before, you're going to hate it, okay? So you, where your money, your, your, your heart's going to follow that. What, where does your money go first in your life? Your heart's going to follow that. When God is first in the area of finances in our life, our heart seems to follow that. Let's keep going. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. And oh my goodness, I could, I could teach an entire sermon on this. It's so important, people, especially in the world we live in, guard what you're putting before your eyes, especially at night. What is the last thing that you're seeing? What is the last thing you're hearing when you're in bed? What is the last thing that you're putting into your brain, to your conscious, to your soul before the lights go out? The eye 
It's so important. If you, if you put good things before your eyes, it's amazing how there's your whole body will feel it. If you put negative things before your eyes, it's amazing how your whole body becomes to get stressed by it. Verse 23, but if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. The title of my message today is Defeating the Spirit of Mammon. Defeating the Spirit of Mammon. And some of you may be sitting here and you're like, there's a spirit? Yeah, there, there are clean spirits. There are unclean spirits. There are spirits that have been sent as messengers from God, and then there's ministering angels that have been sent to minister evil from Satan. There's the seen and the unseen. And God, through his providence, is providing insight into how to keep unclean spirits out of your life. And there is a spirit of mammon. Now, what is mammon? You may be sitting here and go like, I've never even heard that before. In some translations, if you're reading your Bible, it might say money. And it's actually the, the true translation of that word money there is actually mammon. It's not just money like coins and dollars and whatever. It's, it's actually mammon. And mammon was an Aramaic word that was translated riches. Now, it's not just a word that means riches. It was actually the name of a God that they would worship for riches. So back in the days, if you were one of the Syrians or the Chaldeans, they had multiple gods. And with the multiple gods that they had, they would pray to certain gods for certain things. They had a fertility god that they would pray if they wanted to have children. They had other gods that they would pray for rain. And then they had a certain god named Mammon that they would pray to for money when they needed finances. And so Jesus knows that, and the people that he's talking to knew that as well. So Jesus isn't just saying money, he is saying mammon. And I believe that when you look into it, when you read it, you're gonna see that mammon has a spirit behind it. There's a spirit behind it. And so mammon, the word mammon is only in the Bible four times if you look it up. There's different uses of money that get translated to that, but it's an Aramaic word, riches, and means the God of riches. And Solomon warned about the, the futility of chasing after mammon. He said this in Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10. He says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. This description, when he's talking about love of money, love of wealth, it's mammon, and it's actually the lustful pursuit of mammon. Lust of any kind is insatiable. No matter how much time or effort is poured into the pursuit of an object of lust, it will never be enough. Mark 4.19, Jesus says this. He says, the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and what do they do? They choke the word. Now, Jesus is sharing this passage of scripture when he's talking about the parable of the soil. Some talk, talk about it as a parable of the sower. It's really more so about the soil that this, the seed was sown into. And as he's sharing it, he's saying, if, if you have a love for mammon, it's gonna choke the word of God in your life. 
And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I remember praying one time, talking to God, and, and, and the Lord spoke to me, Jeff, your prayers, you're praying, you think you're praying to me, but you're actually pursuing a spirit of mammon. And I'm like, I tithe, <laughs> I live generously, uh, I give in offerings, I help missionaries, spirit of mammon. He's like, Jeff, you're more focused on the stuff. Why don't you just focus on me? If you fill your life with more of me, all the things that you have need of will be added unto you, right? He said, seek first the kingdom. In other words, God was giving me a loving rebuke, <laughs> saying, Jeff, you're seeking your own kingdom. How many of us have sought to do things to build our own kingdom? But Jesus says, you cannot serve God and mammon. So I, I found that throughout my lifetime, just knowing people, pastoring for a long time, that usually people that are under the influence of the spirit of mammon, they, they really struggle with a, when it, a fear. They, they struggle with a fear of their finances. People under the spirit of mammon, they, they make decisions based on fear of what's happening in the market. They make decisions based on fear when it comes to things that they do in finances rather than in faith. Now, I'm not talking about being wise with your finances and being cautious and diligent and knowing when to go into the market and when to come out of the market. Do that. There's wisdom in that. But are the decisions you're making day in and day out, how you live your life, how you spend your money, are you making it based on the spirit of mammon or the spirit of God? I have this great quote by a guy, Pastor Jimmy Evans. He's an incredible Bible teacher. He says, mammon promises us those things that only God can give. Security, significance, identity, independence, power, and freedom. Mammon tells us that it can insulate us from life's problems and that money is the answer to every situation. Obviously, this stands in direct opposition to God. Mammon says to buy and sell when God says to reap and sow. Mammon says to buy and sell. Do we have that slide? Mammon says to buy and sell. God says to sow and reap. Mammon says to cheat and steal. God says to give and receive. The spirit of mammon says, I'm your provider. The spirit of God says, the Lord is your provider. The spirit of mammon says, money is a means for me to enjoy. I would be so much better off in life if I just had more money. That's what mammon says. God says, no, son, money is a tool for you to steward. And when you look through the scriptures, and we talked about it last week, when you, when you take a look through the scriptures and, and you see the the phrase, well done, thy good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. When you see that, we, we, we see that and it gets misquoted all the time. I hear it at funerals and memorial services. Oh, he has entered into the joy of the Lord. Well done, good and faithful steward. He may be in heaven, but he may not hear those words because those words Jesus shared was only about how you stewarded the finances God placed in your hands. Look it up. The spirit of mammon says to build a name for yourself. The spirit of God says, no, build the kingdom of God. Mammon is cloaked with greed where enough is never enough. First Timothy chapter six, verse 10 says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. 
Notice the Bible doesn't say that money is the root of all kinds of evil. You can do a lot of good things with money, but there is a lot of evil things that can be done with money. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil. The love of money, that's the root of all evil. That's why Jesus says you can't serve both. You're gonna love one or you're gonna hate the other. You can't serve God and also be lusting after all these things with finances. And I don't know about you, but how many times have you been in a predicament where you had that thought, if I only had more money, then I would be more generous. If I only had more money, then man, I could be such a blessing to other people. If I only had more money, God, I would tithe. That's, that's a, I'm, I'm telling you, I've heard that through the years with Christians. I'm telling you what, you will never have more money because you don't faithfully steward the tithe. Genesis 11, chapter four. This is a passage of scripture. We're going back to the beginning of the Bible. Genesis 11, four. It's a passage of scripture where, where the Babylonians are, 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 are building and, and it says that they come and they say this, come and let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Do you know that the Babylon was, it, it, was, it was known as the city of confusion to Babel, right? We, we hear about it. Oh, that kid's just babbling, babbling, babbling. That's where that comes from. Because when the Tower of Babel was built, then God said, man, if they continue to do this, there's, there's nothing, they'll be able to do things and they won't realize that it's me that can do all things. And so they disrupted that. And then there was confusion that happened in the, in the, the languages of the world were instituted, if you will. But Babylon actually means confusion. And, and when you take a look at it, they were sowing into what they thought where they were building brick by brick to get to God. They were actually building brick by brick into a spirit of confusion. When you're trying to make a name just for yourself, you're going to hit walls where you're going to find yourself confused. And instead of building the things of God, you're going to start looking to yourself and building your own kingdom. And if you're not managing your life right, if you're not getting in the house of God, getting in the word of God, getting around the people of God, you're going to begin to put yourself on a pedestal. There was an angel that one time did that, and he's no longer employed in heaven. His name is Lucifer. There, there, there is a spirit of mammon. And my mission today, honestly, as I prayed into this message, was to cast out the spirit of mammon. And I don't know if there's any of you in this room. I gotta believe that there's some or else the Lord wouldn't have given me this assignment. If there's any of you that have dealt with that spirit of mammon where it's just like, man, I, I begin to move forward, but now that you mention it, Jeff, yeah, you know what? I actually do think about money a lot more than than I thought, I actually do pray about more money more than I realized in my life. Mammon is looking for servants. That spirit is looking for a place to reside. Mammon wants us to look at it and not to look at God. Mammon wants to get your attention. Really, you know what mammon wants? Wants your worship. It wants your worship. Mammon wants to be the thing that you think about when you wake up in the morning. How am I going to pay my bills? Where's my money at? Where's my finances? Where's my stuff? Mammon wants to be the last thing you think about at night. You begin to worship that. You start looking and then you forget that God is the one who provides. And the fear of the Lord kind of starts to get distance from your life. In fact, you can even get a little upset with God because you feel like, God, you're not showing up and providing for me. And he's like, silence your tongue. I am the great provider. And in his love and graciousness, 
He will lead you. If you'll allow him, he'll lead you into the scriptures. He'll begin to shed light on areas of your life where he can expose some things to help you have greater peace. He doesn't want you thinking about money all the time. You know, my prayer is, is a prayer that we see in scripture. God, give me neither riches nor poverty. Give me more than enough that I'd be a blessing to other people around you, but I don't, I don't need the riches because I could get haughty. What are you chasing after? Is it the spirit of mammon or is it the spirit of God? So how do you defeat, how do you defeat the spirit of mammon? You're like, great, okay, so you've exposed it. I'm staying quiet in church today, but uh, this is hitting me right between the eyes, okay? But how do you defeat the spirit of mammon? I'm glad you asked. We said it last week, very basic. Hear and obey, sow and pray, reap and rest. Can we just say that together? Hear and obey, sow and pray, reap and rest. One more time. Hear and obey, sow and pray, reap and rest. And this is not just good tools for you, a good reminder to defeat the spirit of mammon. This is a good reminder to defeat the spirit of infirmity. You hear and obey the word of God. You sow into your health. You pray for supernatural protection provision. And then you reap. What's reaping? Reaping looks like work. You take care of, you steward your body. You go on that walk in the morning. You eat healthier. And then you rest. You participate in the Sabbath so that your body can have a chance to rest. You hear and obey. You sow and pray. You reap and rest. Well, how, how does this apply to my marriage? Easy. You hear the word of God that tells you, husbands, you need to lay down your life the way that Christ laid down his for the church. And wives, you need to respect your husbands. He needs your respect. Husbands, you love your wives and you follow and obey. Then you begin to sow into your marriage. What does that look like? It looks like flowers on your way home from work. It looks like doing the dishes when you don't want to do the dishes. It looks like making the bed when you wake up in the morning before she has an opportunity opportunity to make the bed. It looks like giving him that foot massage at the end of night just to bless him for no reason. You sow and you pray and then husbands, you get to reap and then you rest. Okay, I'm not going to, that's a marriage seminar. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so don't give in to the spirit of mammon, right? First Timothy, we just read it. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Psalm 62 verse 10 says this, if riches increase, set not your heart on them. Don't let that get your heart. I've seen people that God has supernaturally blessed and suddenly they thought they was the ones that did it. And it's like, brother, you are setting yourself up for a fall. Yeah, you may be good. Yeah, you may have some snap. Yeah, you may be a go-getter and you're diligent and you got your hustle on. I'm so tired of that word. You got your side hustle that turned into your fall. Whatever it is. Yes, but it's God who gives you the power to get rich, Deuteronomy 8.18 says. So, so, if riches increase in your life, don't set your heart on them. Keep your heart set on the things of God. Exodus 20, verse three. You shall have no other gods before me. No gods. Is there a God, a little g, that you've allowed into your life? Is there a God of mammon, a spirit of mammon that you've allowed? Going back to Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. No one. You're either gonna hate one, love the other. You can't serve God and mammon. In other words, there's not enough room in your heart for two gods. There's not enough room for it. Mammon fills your heart when it's not full of the things of God. When your heart is not full of the things of God, the spirit of mammon could get in there. But when your heart 
is consumed with the things of God, when your heart is consumed with the purposes of God, when your heart is consumed with the fear and the reverence and the honor of God, mammon can't get in there. He can't rob you because you'll hit a wall and you'll be like, but I know God and he's too good. I've, he, he's not gonna leave me out to dry. I, I know God. I know it's difficult right now, but God is such a good provider. He supernaturally provides. He could provide fish out of a, or gold out of a fish's mouth. I've seen him do supernatural things. When, they, when, when he walked up and told the fishermen, just throw the net on the other side, he provided supernaturally. He, he could provide water out of a rock. Like God can move in supernatural situations. He could rain down manna from the sky and you wake up in the morning and go, I had no idea where did this thing even come from? God can, God can bring supernatural quail like he fed the Israelites, right? He can bring supernatural provision into your life in different areas. But if your heart is turned towards the spirit of mammon, God's going to withhold some of those things because he wants your heart. Do you have room in your heart for God? Or is it clouded with the spirit of mammon? What, you know, what? I want to encourage you, what, what are you praying for in your prayer list? If, if, if I was to sit with you in your prayer time, I said, let's, hey, let's go through your prayer needs. I'm not saying don't pray about different things financially, but if that's like numbers one through eight on a, on a, on a one through 10 prayer list, there, there's something that may be off, maybe off in your stewardship of your finances. Like what, what does that look like if we sat down together and what if we just removed all the financial things? What if, what if we, you have your prayer list? Let's just take out all the, all the prayers for finances. What else is there? I want to encourage you, fill that list. As you fill that list of things that are close to God's car, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna bless you. He's going to take care of your needs. Now, you're going to have to steward, right? Hear and obey, sow and pray, reap and rest. You can't be a lazy bum. Okay, you're gonna have to get up off the couch. You're gonna have to put down the Xbox or whatever it is. Like you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to, there's gonna be work involved. That's fine. Guess what? A lot of times supernatural provision comes from supernatural ideas that you're gonna institute and put into place in your workplace. There's so many times where Fawn and I were up against the wall financially and we were believing for a moment of, of increase. We're, we're going, Lord, this, this is not adding up. We're running out of money and the month is going longer. How are we going to do this? And God would give us a supernatural idea. A lot of times supernatural provision comes from supernatural ideas. What are those ideas? If mammon is consuming you, you won't have your heart positioned to a place to receive those revelations from the Lord. Mammon cannot fill your heart when it's full of the things of God. And there is a war in your heart, in my heart. There's a war for the people of God, for our hearts. And mammon wants our heart. He wants your heart. He wants your thoughts. He wants your time. He wants your worship. Matthew 6, 21. Where your treasure is, so your heart is also. So mammon is a spirit, and for too long, it's held grip in some of our lives. And right now, as we conclude, I'm gonna pray for you, and we're gonna cast that spirit out. How do you deal with a spirit? You don't counsel a spirit. You cast it out. And so if you're sitting here today and you're saying, you know what, honestly, I, 
I can admit I've struggled with that spirit of mammon. I can feel that spirit come up. I felt fear come upon me when I think of the economy or finances. We're going to cast that spirit out. That spirit is not welcome here. And my hope and my prayer is that today as we pray, we're going to cast that out. And my prayer is that you would be filled with the spirit of God. If you recall Jesus, he, he, he shares this story in Matthew and he, he talks, he's talking to the Pharisees and he's, he's talking about casting out demons. And he says that when you cast the demon out, be sure to go and clean the house. Why? Because if you don't, they're gonna come back with a bunch of their friends and they're gonna be more powerful than before. Sometimes you can come to church and you can have this great prayer time and you make a commitment and you cast out whatever it is that you've been dealing with in your life but when you go home, you don't clean out the house. You just go back and do the same thing. Can I just pastor you for a moment? Any area, not just finances, any area of your life. If Jesus doesn't own it all, is he really Lord of all? There's some things maybe coming to your mind today that after this service, you're gonna have to go home and get rid of you might have to go home and just pour out and get rid of all that alcohol. You used to be able to just to have a beer here and there. Suddenly it's like 10. You may just have to go, yeah, I'm getting rid of it. I, I'm, not, I'm not even gonna entertain it. I'm not gonna have that glass of wine. I'm just gonna get rid of it all. Some of you may go back to your house and you know, you know what? I'm physically gonna get things, get rid of things from ex-boyfriends or ex-girlfriends. You might have to get throw that away. I don't care how great that jewelry is. <laughs> that becomes a soul tie in your life. You might have to clean some things out. You might have to delete some numbers and clean some numbers out of your contact list. What is the Lord speaking to you about today? As we pray and we cast those things out and embrace the life that God has for us and we walk away from here, my challenge to us is to take and apply the word of God to those areas of our lives where we need to see breakthrough and clean house. The word of my spirit that I just keep hearing re repeated is it's house cleaning day. Cleaning day, man, at our house, I hated it. Cleaning the garage, can't stand it. But when you're done, doesn't it feel so good? Oh man, feels so good. You walk into a clean house, you're like, this is why I did it. If you question, should I get rid of this or not? Just get rid of it. I'm telling you, just, just get rid of it. The spirit of mammon and the spirit of God can't occupy one heart. Give your heart completely to him. And in the area of finances, I wanna encourage you. We're gonna teach more on this in future weeks. If you're not putting God first in your finances, if you're not honoring him by returning the tithe, the Bible says we're robbing God. Well, it's hard for me as your pastor to pray a blessing on your finances if you're robbing God. Like, let's get this right. Let's not rob God. Now let's pray for the supernatural provision blessing. Let's pray for that job. Let's pray for that income increase. Let's pray for that. Let's do that. But let's get right with God. We hear and obey. What does this word say? Apply that about your finances, about your purity, about your relationships, about the covenant you made with your spouse. Let's apply the word of God to that area. Now let's sow and pray. And then we're gonna reap a harvest in that area. We're gonna see the blessing of God in that area. We're gonna see the blessing of God come on your life and on your home. And then you're gonna rest and have the joy of your master. As he says, well done. You stewarded what I gave you well.
I just want you to close your eyes and just bow your heads right now. And just ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you sharing with me in this moment? What area of my life have I put before you? I just want to ask you this question. If you, have you tolerated the spirit of mammon? Have you let that spirit of fear to rule your decisions? If the answer is yes, you just need to repent today. Is there any other spirit that you've allowed in your life, in your home, in your heart? Whatever that spirit is, if it could be addiction, alcoholism, pornography, lust, could be as simple as being in a relationship and putting that person, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that even your husband or wife before God. And the Lord says, let's just get things in order. God can't bless things that's not in order. So he calls us, he shows us in his scriptures to get things back in order in alignment with our lives and then blessing flows. So what is the Lord speaking to you today? What is the Lord speaking to you today? Why don't we all stand as we close out today? If you're here today and you've operated and you felt like, man, I've, I've operated in one of those, I just want to invite you to, we're going to cast that out. We're going to cast out that spirit. We're going to have our prayer team come up front right now. And we're going to pray that that spirit that has oppressed you, that spirit that's come against you, we're just going to cast that out. So if it's, if it's a spirit of finances, I just want you right now, just go ahead and close your eyes for a minute. If, if you've dealt, this is just you and me. This is just me and you right now. Everybody, just close your eyes. If you've dealt with the spirit of mammon, just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. All right. If you raise your hand, I just want you to come up front. I'm going to pray for you. If you, if, you, if you raise your hand for that, I just want you to come right up front just right now. I want to pray with you. I want to see this rid in your life. I want to see the release of the blessings of God flow in every area of your life, including your finances. God, this, this is how the kingdom of God works. We hear and obey. So if you're hearing, sensing the spirit of God telling you, hey, this is a day. I'm going to set you free of this. This isn't gonna, this isn't gonna choke out the word in your heart anymore. When you when you live under that spirit, you can feel it. it it's choking. Dead is choking. Fear is choking. If it's choking you today, don't walk out of here not being able to breathe properly. We want to breathe deep in the things of God. So we're just gonna right now, we're just gonna release a blessing over you. I've seen breakthrough in my own life. I have battled this demon many times and I'm telling you what I'm sharing with you today, applying the word of God works. We hear and obey. We sow and pray. We reap and rest. So today we're gonna cast out that spirit, all right? So for you that are in your pews, in the pews still right now, you're gonna be part of my prayer team right now. I just want you to extend your hand and you're gonna pray for these people up front. And you know what it's like. If you're honest and you're there and you've overcome this spirit, then you know what it's like. You remember that moment where things seemed like you were jumping over a chasm when you made the decision to tithe, when you made the decision to put God first in your life. You, it felt like such a massive leap of faith, but you can attest God is greater and he supernaturally provided. So God, I pray for every person that's walked up here today. God, I thank you for their honesty, their heart, their boldness to come before you. In Jesus' name, we cast out the spirit of mammon. In Jesus' name, we cast out that spirit of mammon right now. In Jesus' name, we declare in Jesus' name, spirit of fear, go. 
and Holy Spirit come. We command the spirit of mammon to go right now in Jesus' name and we declare Holy Spirit come. God, I thank you for removing that spirit of fear in the finances. Spirit of mammon go from our minds, our thoughts, our hearts. We don't want to have a divided heart. We want to have hearts that are fully committed to you. So in Jesus' name, we just declare spirit of fear go right now in Jesus' name and Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. I just feel and sense the presence of God, just the joy of God. Just breathe deep for a minute in the presence of God. Just begin to thank him. God, thank you. Thank you for setting me free of the spirit of fear. Thank you for setting me free of the spirit of mammon. Thank you for setting me free of anything else that's keeping me from you. And whatever you're dealing with, whatever brought you to the church today, whatever the Holy Spirit put his finger on, you just begin to thank him right now. God, thank you for setting me free of that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And now ask him to fill you with this Holy Spirit. Would you fill me with your Holy Spirit today, God? Would you fill me with that fresh fire for the things of you? I pray that I would be so full of the Holy Spirit that no other spirit can affect my mind, my thoughts, and my heart, that I would have an undivided heart, 100%, totally surrendered to you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me fresh today. Give me faith. Give, give, give me, I pray faith would rise inside of me. Remind me, Holy Spirit, of supernatural blessing and provision. Remind me of the stories, the countless stories of your faithfulness in the Bible. Remind me, Lord. Remind me of that today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. And lastly, Lord, we just ask, would you show us what we need to apply as we walk out of here today? Is there a house cleaning we need to do? For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com.